0: Welcome to the Holistically Healthy Podcast, where I, Sedona Treganing, nutritional therapy practitioner and NASM certified trainer, bust health myths and teach you how to become the healthiest, most confident version of you. Hello, and welcome back to the Holistically Healthy Podcast. Today, we're gonna be covering a lot of really great information around training when you have digestive issues. And when I say training with digestive issues, this could be, leaky gut or intestinal permeability. This could be small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. This could be maybe you're just noticing you're having digestive issues for the first time in your life and you don't really know what to do about it. And this could honestly also be related to people that have something like PCOS or some type of chronic condition and they don't really know how to allow their or give space for their body to heal or make space for their body to heal and they don't know how to balance that with allowing them to actually gain muscle. So, I'm really excited to talk about this. And I think that this is something that needs to be talked about more, honestly, because a lot of people think, okay, exercise is healthy for me. I should be doing exercise. For example, if you have PCOS, your doctor probably was like, hey, let's get more exercise in because you need to lose weight because of PCOS. But that's not always the case. Some type of exercise is not great for us. And so, that's what we're going to be going over today. Okay, the first thing that I want to talk about here is the idea of the stress bucket. If you go back and listen to the other podcast episodes, you know the whole idea of the allostatic load, aka stress bucket. And what happens is, is our allostatic load is just a combination of all the stressors in our life, and it's all going into one bucket. So, for example, picture this this bucket right here, and there is a drain on it. Let's say that you had a fight with your boyfriend this morning. Okay, that's going to go into the bucket. Let's say that you ate a donut this morning that was super high in sugar and that's how you started your day. That's going to go into the bucket. Let's say you hit traffic again into the bucket. Then you you go to the gym and you work out for an hour and a half into the bucket. No matter whether it's technically good or bad stress, it goes into that bucket. And over time, when our drain isn't working, so for example, we're not meditating, we're not Going on walks, like calming walks, we're not eating healthy foods that lower inflammation, that faucet or the thing that's draining the bucket is getting clogged and it's not actually working properly. So that's when that bucket is going to overflow. And that's when you're going to get the symptoms, for example, again, PCOS, leaky gut, etc. And what I want you to understand here is that the whole idea of the concept of how do we train with digestive issues is that we need to make sure that we are either not adding too much to that bucket or we're draining some things out of that bucket or we're doing a combination of both. Obviously, that would be ideal. So, that is going to be kind of our goal here is how do we do that? How do we not overwhelm ourselves with more stress? Because we also know that with a lot of stress we're going to have a catabolic effect rather than an anabolic effect. So, anabolic would be building muscle. Catabolic would be breaking down muscle. Too much stress is going to cause us to break down muscle, and that's where we get frustrated because we're like, what the heck? Why are we not making progress in the gym if we're actively working out? And that is usually almost always due to stress, some type of stress. Okay, now that we know the idea of stress and limiting stress, we have to really take inventory of where am I at. For some people or take inventory of how much stress I have. With all of the things that I was saying, with like the toxic burden, with relationship issues, etc., where are you at right now with your stress? Do you think, and I'm actually asking you, the listener, do you think that you would be able to train five days a week? Let's say you're training five days a week right now and you're not recovering. That right there is an easy thing that you can do to adjust your training to support healing. So, if you're noticing like, hey, I do have a lot of stress in my life right now, And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure that's the case, then maybe you just automatically will make more space for healing by reducing that to three to four days of training. So that is one really easy fix. Now, another thing that you want to do to limit inflammation is make sure that you're not doing a whole lot of intense exercise or long periods of intense exercise. The things that are going to drive the most inflammation in terms of exercise are going to be things like, you know, doing long distance running or a really long bike ride. Those things are not going to be conducive to allowing you to heal. And this would also be things like, you know, consider more moderate intensity exercise. Now, things that are going to be easier to recover from that are going to cause less inflammation would be something like weight training. When I say weight training, this would be like, you know, more of your bodybuilding style workouts where you're doing squats, maybe some deadlifts, maybe some RDLs, lat pulldowns, etc., three to four sets each exercise, you're doing maybe four to five exercises per session and you're resting in between those sets. That is going to cause less inflammation. Even though cardio is technically great for most people, you have to think of, okay, what is going to cause the least amount of inflammation and allow me to build muscle. And so that would be more weight training style and trying to cut out that longer distance cardio or that moderate intensity cardio. And we also think that weight training is great because it allows us to build muscle, right? When we're doing the cardio, the long distance, like cardio or the, the moderate intensity cardio, we're not really getting much out of it in terms of, okay, we're doing that cardio and then that's it, right? We we raise cortisol, we raise inflammation, and that's it. Maybe we get a little bit, obviously, our heart is going to be healthier because it's pumping out and we're getting oxygen, but we're not building muscle necessarily, But with weight training, when we are weight training, we're doing it strategically and we're not overloading ourselves with inflammation, that muscle that we're building is actually going to help over time with inflammation because although we're getting a little bit of inflammation during that weight training, it's actually helping to build the muscle which is helping with insulin sensitivity. So, this is where, especially for people with PCOS, it's so great to build muscle because It's going to allow us to shuttle more of our blood sugar when we eat carbs and sugar into those muscle cells rather than to be stored as fat or to stay in the blood, which is one of the worst things you could do when you have digestive issues because a lot of the times bacteria and yeast feeds off of that sugar. So another really great reason why we want to do more weightlifting rather than just like moderate intensity cardio. We also want to think about too, so outside of the weightlifting, how can we do movement that is more parasympathetic? So not in that fight or flight state that sympathetic state but in the parasympathetic which is in that rest and digest state this is where outside of weight training walking would be great yoga would be great or pretty much anything that you can do where you're able to be in that relaxed state so almost like a meditative or mindful state where you're able to breathe normally and breathe in through your nose out through your mouth or just through your nose and your heart rate isn't up too high and you're able to be out in nature, like that would all be ideal to allow you to get more movement in to to move your your body and your lymphatic system without adding more stress and more inflammation. So walking, yoga, all great. Okay, now now that we know that walking and weight training are going to be the most beneficial and also yoga, how do we also adjust our weight training to make it even more ideal for healing. So let's say you are really, really struggling with stress still, and even though you bring down weight training to four days a week, you're still having issues, but you're having this inner battle of, I want to heal, but I also want to gain muscle. So how do I not eliminate training completely, but allow myself to heal? This is where we can get even more specific. Let's say, again, you reduce the training frequency, and I also recommend reducing the amount of reps that you're doing. When we're saying that we want to limit inflammation, one thing that we also want to limit is the muscle damage. When we are doing a lot of drop sets, supersets, or myo reps, that is going to cause a lot of muscle damage. And technically, that wouldn't be bad. But again, we're sensitive people. If you're listening to this podcast, your body's more sensitive. So this is where I actually recommend doing four to eight reps rather than something like, you know, eight to 12 reps and doing a bunch of supersets and not having rest periods in between your exercises. And that brings me to my next point, is prioritizing rest periods. Yeah, you want to make sure that you're not jumping from one exercise to the next and that you're giving yourself time to rest and relax and breathe because that way you're able to bring cortisol down, bring your heart rate down, and give yourself a little bit of time to recuperate before your next set. How this could look, let's say, for example, you're going into a leg day. This is your third day of training for the week and after the three days of training, like you're done for the week. One way you could structure this is, okay, four exercises. Pick four good exercises where you feel really good mind-muscle connection with them. I want you to pick a weight where you're able to do four to eight reps of that weight. And then I want you to rest at least 90 seconds up to three minutes in between each rest period. And then you can even do some walking after training to get yourself into that rest and digest state again out of that fight or flight, which is what happens when you are training. And this also brings me again to another point, which is a really great way to maximize muscle growth is going to be to do a little bit of meditation post workout because, again, your cortisol is going to be higher when you're training. So, a really great way to bring that down and get you into that fight or flight, that anabolic state rather than catabolic state where you're actually building muscle rather than breaking it down, is to meditate and bring the cortisol down. That would be an ideal lifting session. So again, where you're doing three days of lifting, not going too crazy with the workouts, and then you're able to meditate post-workout. And then my one last tip for you too to really get the most out of your training is to make sure that you're supplementing with electrolytes. I don't know if this has happened to you, but I hear this all the time with people where they start training and they get disruptions in their sleep, or maybe they get more muscle cramping, or they just feel more dehydrated. So a lot of the times this is because you're depleting electrolytes and especially when you're just a stressed out person, you're going to deplete magnesium very fast. And a lot of people, I think over 50% of the population, maybe even something closer to 80% of people have a deficiency in magnesium. And so this can definitely cause constipation as well. My last tip for you would be, hey, when you're training, make sure that you are replenishing with electrolytes and maybe even you need to supplement with magnesium outside of training. Those are my top tips when it comes to training with digestive issues and just being able to build muscle but also make space for healing. So, I hope you guys found this helpful. Please let me know if you have any questions and then also don't forget to leave a review in the comments. I would really, really appreciate that. That is it for now and I hope to see you guys on the next one. Thanks again for listening to the Holistically Healthy Podcast. If you enjoyed, make sure to leave a review as I will be picking one of you to win a free consultation with me every quarter. If you want more information or immediate help, head to www.wholenothingback.net and apply for coaching.